when you look good, you feel good. Uh huh. That's the only way I feel you should. You know? Coulda, woulda, never did it for you. Gotta do it for the love. love. Do it for the culture. Culture. Feel it in your soul, life like a roller coaster. Got its ups and its downs, but you gotta keep going. Keep going. Don't stop when you still got motion. Nah. Stay dedicated, daily devotion. Happy Friday, everyone. It is the first Friday in January, which means hopefully your New Year's resolutions are ablaze and you are taking action on them and you are doing something about them. Um, and not letting your daily emotions or daily mini fires derail you too much. Um, I, I struggled with this a lot over the holidays. I don't want to say a lot. Um, I think something that I continue to learn over and over again is that I am happiest when I physically feel my best. And for me to physically feel my best, there needs to be pretty much zero alcohol. There needs to be very minimal amounts of sugar and eating whole-based foods, exercising, moving my body daily. When I do those things and when I commit to myself and stick with my commitments, I am happiest. And I like to think that I can be happy enjoying and going out with people because in my mind, it's fun, right? In my mind, going and having two or three margaritas and chips and salsa or guacamole and hanging out with everyone. I, I, you know, we all portray that in our imagination to be fun. In reality, for me, it is not fun because the repercussions that happen from it, and I'm not saying you can't have a drink here and there and still feel good, or you can't have some chips and salsa here and there and still feel good. But personally, I have found my limit and threshold for those things is very low. And I think it is important. And today, we I'm sure we'll talk about determining those thresholds because so many of us hold ourselves back because we truly do not commit long enough to things to reap the benefit and reward from them. And so we don't, we're kind of living in this gray world where we don't know how good we can feel. And so we keep shooting ourselves in the foot because we know how that feels. And comfort and familiarity is actually much more enticing in the short term for people than that scary, big, accomplishing dream. And yeah. so we want to talk about that today because I think a lot of people want something, but they're almost afraid of getting it. Yeah. Or they're afraid of, you know, being the odd man out and the person who is saying like, hey, you know, I'm no longer eating these things, drinking these things, like staying up, you know, late at night or whatever that might be. And we know that any change is hard. And we know that any time that we start to implement changes, we always face resistance because it's not our norm, right? We have to plan differently. We have to think differently. We have to, you know, evaluate our feelings differently instead of being led by our feelings, really taking control and recognizing it's just a feeling. Like even feelings of being anxious, like, People will label themselves, I'm anxious person, right? Instead of saying, I'm feeling anxious or really dwindling it down to saying, I'm feeling anxious when I'm standing in front of a crowd, you know, giving a speech or when, you know, I am having a really tough, challenging conversation with someone, you know? And so it's almost like you just let these feelings like control you and dictate you so much so that 
you know, when we're thinking about New Year's resolutions, which Beck and I, you know, I'm not a big fan of them because I think that a lot of people do it without the right intentions, like just because it's the time of the year. And actually research has shown that 23% of people quit within the first week because they really weren't connected to their why. You know, are you just saying I'm doing this now because it's January or is this something that you really truly want? Because you can also start that anytime, right? I think it's a great time in terms of this year. We also got blessed too. Like, you know, New Year's Day was on a Monday. It's a great time to start. It's like that fresh start and you're turning a new chapter. I get all of those things. And I do think it's a time to reflect. For me, it's more about goals than it is like resolutions. You know, it's looking at last year, like what did I want to accomplish that I didn't? And what can I do differently to be able to get closer to those goals? When we think about the masses, 43% of people quit their New Year's resolution by the end of January. 9% will complete and follow it through. So those are crazy numbers, right? In my opinion. And I think that these numbers speak the truth of the fact that people don't have the intentions or they're not planning well enough to follow through. They're not prioritizing, right? And again, this is something we've talked about a lot on the podcast. And I think when I, you know, evaluate why I in the past struggled to follow through with things. It was because I wasn't ever really serious. I was just like, I'm going to do it because it's the cool thing to do. But when I did 75 hard twice, right? And then now we're going to do our own little version of it, if you will. I don't even want to associate it with it, but it's just, you know, committing to certain things that I want because that's what makes me feel my best. It's backed with emotions and intent because I know what the result and the outcome is going to be. And it's not tied to a weight or number on the scale. It's simply tied to feeling good, not feeling inflamed, not feeling, you know, bogged down just with fatigue or, you know, unable to think clearly because I've been putting inflammatory things in my diet or I've not been sleeping very well or whatever it might be. I'm moving my body. I feel strong. I feel confident. And so if you're starting the year and you have this resolution, but it's tied to an aesthetic goal, I would challenge you because I think you're probably going to end up being one of these 23 percenters or the 43 percent that quit by the end of January. Because if you don't have any emotion behind it, your true why and what this is going to mean to you, if you don't connect with how you're going to feel after the party is over, right? Following through saying, hey, I said no to the things I said I was going to say no to. And I'm proud of myself because I kept my word to myself, then you're really going to struggle. And you'll probably find yourself stuck in this cycle of starting over or not ever really getting to where you want to be because you're just doing things because maybe you think that's what you should do since it's the start of the new year. So I would challenge you, go back and evaluate what's your why, what makes you feel good and what's going to make you feel good inside and out. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this can take some experimentation from a lot of people. And the one thing that holds a lot of people back is I don't have the time, right? My life is hard. I have too many to do's. I, you don't understand. I'm going to call BS on that. We all have a lot of to do's. It's all relative. Everyone has a lot on their plates again and again. And I'll use myself personally. And I know Liz experiences the same thing. When I commit to more, I get more done and I'm more efficient with my time. When I find myself not doing those things on a daily basis, time is a great quote. Time is an emotion. 
it is something that when you feel like you don't have a lot of time, it's likely because you aren't prioritizing the things that are important to you. And you're instead prioritizing things like the busy day-to-day where you're doing things, but you're not actually being productive or getting anything meaningful done. And you're looking at it the wrong way. And so when I commit to more, I feel like I have more time. I feel like I'm more productive with my time. I'm more efficient with my time because I have to get those things done. There is no negotiation around it. And so I just, I, I find the time in my day. Other things get sacrificed. And the things that get sacrificed tend to be things that aren't that important. It's, Mm -hmm. oh, I'm not scrolling on my phone as much. Oh, I'm not watching the extra 20 minutes of Netflix. I'm reading instead. Oh, I'm, you know, not shopping on Amazon, like a million or just not doing anything. Like you're just sitting there at home, not, not being productive. And I'm not saying that every single hour of every single day should be filled. But when you do those things and you're productive, you get enough sleep, you're, you know, finding the time to go for walks outside and do the de-stressing activities. I'm much happier. I'm more clear-headed. I am more effective in my business. My, you know, we find that Fit Mom grows in those periods because we are just more honed in. We're more dialed in mentally because we commit to it. And in our minds, we have to be. It's a non-negotiable. It's not like a, oh, I hope I get this done today. It's like, no, where am I going to fit this into my day so that it happens? Because my day is very busy otherwise. So I have to be more efficient with my time. So don't say that you don't have time. You are just not spending time on the right things right now. And I would challenge you to evaluate that day-to-day, that hour-by-hour, what are you doing? Because I would imagine it's probably not things that are bringing you a whole lot of happiness or a whole lot of effectiveness in what you want to accomplish for yourself. And BS again to I'm a mom, I have kids, we all do. A lot of the listeners do. Liz and I both have kids. We work with a lot of people that have kids. You are a better mom when you are showing up for yourself and doing the things for yourself, even if that means asking for help. Like this morning, I went to the gym. Nick's gym was closed. So I was like, hey, I know that you haven't worked out in a while, but like since your gym's closed and you're not going to go, is it okay if I go? I was otherwise, I mean, honestly, I was going to sleep in and I probably wasn't going to work out today. But I'm happy that I got up. I went. When I got home, he helped get the kids ready. And I asked for that help. I'm a better mom because of it. I was happier this morning. I felt more accomplished already this morning. And so sometimes it takes asking for help, whether it's from a spouse, whether it's from family, babysitters, or waking up earlier, going to bed earlier, like shifting your schedule to make it happen. But having more on your plate does not necessarily mean you have to have more time in your day to do it. You just need to be more productive and efficient with your time because you probably aren't being right now, if that's how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. I think it is really eye-opening when you think about all these little things that just soak up so much time. I mean, I know for me, if I am scrolling on my phone, oh my gosh, 10, 15 minutes just went by. Like, that's ridiculous. And how many times a day do you pick up your phone, right? Like I have even started putting like my phone face down while I'm working because if I see the phone light up for whatever, you know, alert or reason, then I get distracted. And so all of those little things too, just the quick checks that you're doing 
will take away minutes. Um, the other thing I would say is think about how can I multi-purpose my time? So a lot of things, you know, that we do, they do get done kind of in tandem. So sometimes if I'm doing a walk on my uh, walking pad, I'm working or I'm studying, right? So then I'm being productive while I'm also living the life that I want. I like movement. I find walking makes me feel good. I don't handle sitting down at a desk multiple hours, um, you know, very helpful for me, like in terms of just energy and productivity and thinking and just how I want my body to feel. And you could do walk and talks, right? 2024 at the beginning of the year, it is also a great time to start to get other people involved. So you could implement some changes here. You could recruit some accountability. You could ask for, you know, other people to join you and also be the light and encourage them. So walk and talks can be great. Driving and listening to podcasts like The Food Code, right? Or something that's filling your mind with good, uh, valuable information instead of things that are maybe stressing you out or adding more feelings of anxiety, depression, you know, a lot of things that are not within your control, I think are sucking up so much time for people um, and stealing so much joy. And this is, again, a big conversation I've had with my husband, like, there's so much out of our control that he lets bother him that I'm like, you have to stop. You have to find a way to let that shit go. Because the reality is everything in the world right now seems heavy, right? Like it just, that's where we're at. Um, and I don't think there's any denying that anymore. And so we either need to speak up and, you know, find those people who are on uh, maybe the same mental waves that we are and lean into each other and find other people that are like-minded so that you don't continue to spiral and just know that, you know, there are so many things that you can, if you really let them spiral you, you can really do some damage just in, in terms of life, right? Um, because it's taking away energy that you could be putting into either learning a new skill, um, you know, learning something that you want to learn that's going to make you more money or make you a better uh, human being. And so I just think that as you go into this year, Think about what are the things that you really want. The year is going to pass. The time is going to pass. That's one of the things that I always thought about both times we did 75 hard. The time is going to pass. And it's either going to pass with me feeling like I should have, I wish I would have, right? Um, or being really fucking proud of the fact that I didn't let the emotions skew what I know that makes me a better person. It's so true. If you have that time for yourself as a mom, you show up so much better. Like being with Marcus was such a joy and a pleasure. We had him, you know, on vacation and then we had him home. This week he's still home. It's so much fun, but it also changes the routine, right? Now I have to think differently. School is closed, right? I have to, you know, ask for help and that's okay. And sometimes you will need to pivot because not every week, every month, every day is going to be perfect. But if you then think about, okay, what can I do in this situation? Another great example, our kitchen is still being remodeled, right? I just said to Becca before, I'm getting bagged salad kits. I'm getting cold things. I'm getting things I can do in my air fryer until I have a functioning sink, microwave, and stovetop again, right? Because I don't want to go out to eat. Like, it's not that I make bad decisions when I go out to eat. It's just that I don't feel my best when I go out to eat all the time. I don't want to do that. I also don't want to spend the stupid amount of money that it costs to go out to eat. Um, even things like Panera, it's ridiculous. And so then it's just thinking about how do I get creative? What can I do? I can eat off paper plates, 
grab some paper bowls, right? Because we don't have to sink, and then I'll just throw it all away. But then I know that I'm still nourishing my body. I'm still getting good things in. So as we go through this month, don't give up on your goals. If you are somebody who said January 1st, I'm starting this or whatever, follow through. Even if it's only 30 days, if you got to the end of the 30-day mark, you're still doing a lot better than the other people who quit the first week or in the first 30 days, right? And it's challenging, but I promise you, it's it's also just so rewarding. It's so rewarding. And I, I honestly, I think back to that 75 hard period where like every day was exhausting, but I was so proud of myself after every day. And you have to take it one day at a time. And I think that's something else with Liz and I committing to kind of the 75 days of what we're working to accomplish. I'm not thinking about 75 days from now. I'm thinking about today, waking up. What does my day look like? Where can I fit this stuff in so that I'm efficient with my time and I don't get to the end of the day and I'm like, shoot, I still need to do movement, studying, and read. Like, there's no way all of that's going to happen right now. It forces me to look at my days better. It forces me to be more effective with my time and cut the fat. Like, I'm not doing things that are not productive for me. And I'm still able to show up as my, you know, as a wife, as a parent, and be the best possible version of myself for everyone that I encounter on a day-to-day basis. But it takes more planning. It takes more effort. It takes hard decisions ultimately, because you're probably in those, you know, 30 days, 75 days, however long you plan on doing these things, you're going to encounter temptations. You're going to encounter times where you probably feel pretty good and you feel like you can afford it, right? You feel like you deserve it. You've been working really hard. But I challenge you in those moments to really ask yourself, like, you know, is this worth it? Is it? Am I going to be happy that I chose to do this? Because I guarantee you all of the times I regret, all of the things that I've done that I'm not happy about or that I don't feel good physically because of, tip, I mean, like thinking back on it, pretty much include alcohol or sugar in some way, shape or form. My overconsumption of it, even not that much of an overconsumption, but then I don't sleep as well. And then I feel crappy the next day. And then I want to eat worse foods the next Like when it all boils down to it, I can pretty much pick most moments of regret and feeling awful physically that trace back to those two things. And so, although yes, enjoy life, YOLO, whatever you want to call it. I mean, is it really enjoying life? Is it really bringing that much benefit and happiness to you? Or is it acting like some type of a numbing escape that you're trying to accomplish because you aren't happy with the life that you're living? So just something to consider and think about and reflect on as we enter this new year. And as you make maybe some New Year's resolutions or commitments to yourself and actually working to hold those commitments to yourself, look at what areas of your life can be improved on easily. What maybe isn't going to take that much time, right? So like for me, it is no alcohol. I also chose to do no eating off my kids' plates. Mm. Again, doesn't take any more time. I do it way too damn much. And so I'm going to pick that as something. And it's going to force me to make hard decisions every night when I make those kids their food. And no sugar and no fr- like chips or not homemade French fries. So I'm fine if I'm, you know, make some homemade French fries in the air fryer. That's fine. But I pick things that I know I struggle with because I don't want to bend the rules for myself. I don't want to make it easier on myself. I want to make it something that's going to challenge me. But again, those things don't take any more time. They don't take any more money. They just take me making a harder effort in my decisions and being more conscious of my decisions. So as you're making these choices of what you want to accomplish for the new year, I really challenge you to reflect on what moments were you least happy with yourself 
and what surrounded those moments, because that's probably where you want to start when you're making your resolutions. Yeah. And I think the last thing I want to say here is you don't have to be doing something similar to what we're doing, right? Like we have just both chosen and discussed things that we know we want to have time for in our day that were really impactful. Um, when we did 75 hard, like 10 pages of reading. Okay. Um, I want it to be challenging for you. It should be challenging for you, but it also doesn't need to be extreme. And so if you are the type of person who feels like you are in that all or nothing bubble, or you on the flip side, just get super overwhelmed by thinking about more than one thing, then pick one thing, right? Write it out, whatever it is. It could be two things, three things. It should be challenging. It shouldn't be too easy. If you are somebody who, for example, naturally drinks enough water every single day, you have no problem with it. That doesn't necessarily need to be one of these commitments. But if it's something that you feel you know is lacking right now and you want to just hone it in and make sure that you're sharpening your skills, that's what we aim to do is sharpen our skills. Again, it's not about an aesthetic look. It's about sharpening my mind, sharpening you know how I am showing up in all areas of my life because that makes me happier, right? And it also makes other people happier when I'm more patient for them, right? Or I have more to give them. So I just wanted to close out with that because I do think there are a lot of people listening who say, I would never or could never do all these things. And then there's other people that just doing one thing is going to be such a huge game changer for you that that's okay too. So it doesn't need to be two, three, four, five, six things. It can be one thing, but make sure that it is also challenging, or at least when you get to a place where you feel that you've mastered that thing, add something else in. Keep trying to challenge yourself so that you can sharpen your skills. Put a smile on your face. Never let them take your joy away. Let the sunshine make your day. Take your hand of your love. Want to dance the night away. But get away and escape on a vacay. Life's a marathon, not a relay. It's up to you to do what you love to do. Let no one stop you.